Hey everybody, you know who it is, it's the dudes here at Sports Take. We got Wiss, we got H Mills, and we got your boy Cobble Wright. Man, this this is going to be a great week. I am very excited for this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Winters, winters. <laughs> oh, Seriously, dude, we can time. never start like the second segment. You didn't even give someone. me a warning. Or I didn't. It's just your computer, dog. You hit it. You have to yeah, start but, like, it. I know, but it usually does the count up. Yeah, I know, but you turn it off. Hey, man. Either way, you how do I turn it, it off? Oh, uh, it's the one, two, three. That was the thing. Hey. All right. Well, it's back on now. You're good. Okay. Well, it's still going. Okay. So well, so oh well. We'll get it. Okay. What do we got on tap for today? All right. For today's agenda, we got hot seat, we got who's back, Ooh. and we got some great weekly topics. We're going to be wrapping, or I guess recapping, on Super Bowl 52, and we're going, we're going into some top threes. We might as well just scrap the Super Bowl talk, actually. Psych. And then we're going to discuss some overreaction uh, storylines and see how we feel about it. All right. Hot seat first? Is that we're going hot seat first? Yeah, let's go hot seat. All right. Whistler, do the honors, please. All right, well, I've been thinking about this one for a little while, and obviously most people know my boy, well, not my boy, Hunter's old boy, Grop Top, is in San Fran. And I don't know if you guys watched this guy Jimmy play. Jimmy Go get play the last, like, couple weeks, right? He balled out. He didn't lose. Like, he didn't, he just went, he balled out. 5-0. and oh. So, watching that, announcing his contract, I'm throwing the whole NFC West on a hot seat here because we about that's your own Seahawks I know I'm scared (laughs) as a Seahawks fan I'm genuinely scared so I'm putting my whole NFC West like we're this division's about to get a whole flipped like everything's gonna flip next year like oh 49ers probably gonna go out number one and there's gonna be the Rams and now here we are the Hawks are fighting for a number two spot again and I hate it so much maybe 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 they're fighting not to be number four yeah at this point you know what we can only pray we can only pray. So my hot seat. Next, early, way too early prediction of the standings for next year. Well, by, Who wins by the, the way we played this year and by the, the ideas of what I've got rolling, number one, it's going to be the 49ers. They're going to bump up. Whoa. Right? Drop top's taking it. They right? surpassed the Rams already. Yeah, Rams are number two. Hawks are going number three. Cardinals are going four. Swap number one and two. Rams yeah. number one, Rams two, number one. 49ers. So you say that, but Seahawks. I'm sitting here just thinking. I just, the way he played those last five games, granted, it could be it's but totally different. But another year with McVay for Jared Goff. I, I get that. I, but I'm just saying. Boy. I would not be Super surprised Bowl. if he takes it, if he goes number one on this. This is my way too early prediction right now. Rams go to the NFC Championship game. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. So. Nice. Book so, yeah. it right now. So there you go. NFC West. Besides the 49ers are on them hot seats. All right. Oh, a little bit of breaking news. The Olympic opening ceremonies are at 4 a.m. Tonight, which for listeners will be yesterday, this morning, depending on when I put this up. Uh, But yeah, 6 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow is what it says, which will be 4 o'clock here. Yeah. All nighter. Watch the opening ceremonies. Tight, but not tight. So no one cares about the Winter just, Olympics. I thought they tight. were like two weeks away. Apparently, all I'm saying tonight. is they they started like I, they've already started the Olympics though. <coughs> the opening ceremonies are at four, but they seriously already have competitions happening right now. Tom and I were watching it like thirty minutes ago. They already started. How was it? It was ice skating. Uh, care no, it was just there. I German it. dumb. No one cares. Figure skater, or whatever. He fell. It was. That's kind of sad. And then what's the ah. Like, ah, it's Germany. I don't care. Take that, Germany. Team USA all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. My hot seat is Indianapolis Colts GM Chris Ballard. 
There you go. Um, I like yeah, that took mine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Colts front office. Not because Ballard is the GM of a terrible, crappy team. And not because they hired and then lost Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, which if that's why you put him on, you can keep that. Because mine is for a totally different reason. He's on the hot seat because anyone who thinks that the Colts-Patriots is a rivalry isn't smart enough to be the general manager of a football team. Um, here's a few little stats for you. In the last 20 years, New England is 22-7 and against the Colts. They are 7-0 and since 2010 and have beaten them by an average score of 41-22. to So to think that Colts-Patriots is a rivalry is unfathomable. Fathom? I was going to be smart and use a big word. Turns out. It went against me. Yeah, shot myself in the foot there. Um, Is ridiculous, ludicrous. There you go, ludicrous. Um, The only rivalry there ever was between Indianapolis and the Patriots was actually just Brady versus Manning, Um, which is why as soon as Manning left to Denver, suddenly Broncos Patriots was a little bit of a rivalry. Do you want to know who Indianapolis's real rival is? Let's hear it. The Cleveland Browns. Because the Browns and the Colts both finished at the bottom of the NFL standings this year. And I looked this up. The Colts-Browns uh, historic record, head-to-head record of all time, is tied 17-17. to That's tight. So maybe Ballard should focus more on their own rivalry with the worst team in all of professional sports before they try to step up and form a rivalry with the five-time champs. Chris Ballard, check yourself before you make a fool of yourself. Tabo. Word from the wise. All right, yeah, I'm going to... You want to roast this guy some more? Uh, well, a little bit. Just the... Obviously, as we know, Josh McDaniels was all lined up to become the Colts' new head coach. And, you know, the thumbs thumbs up went up. And then a f- few hours later, uh, breaking news was he withdrew from that offer. And he will be remaining with the New England Patriots. And a lot of people are scratching their heads. They're confused. And... Uh, some people are rumored to have thought that this is all going back to the deflate gate and uh, Robert Kraft is just trying to get back at the Colts or trying to screw him over and they're like, you know what? Like this is this is not gonna like, we're not gonna live this down. It's like we're gonna keep working in our power to screw you guys over. So just when you thought you guys were gonna have a real um real great coach come and hopefully save your program, psych that little yo yo action, a little bat. Yep. So I'm not exactly sure why um, the decision was made, exactly everything that happened, but uh, pretty salty on Robert Kraft's part. I like that. Can you do the yo-yo sound effect again? Oh, ah. Yep. (laughs) Tight. (laughs) Who wants to be the head coach of the Colts, though? Like, offensive coordinator (laughs) for the Patriots is way better. Money talks. If there's enough money there, then some people that are like... With the Colts, you are playing, coaching and working with the worst owner ever. You have a terrible roster around you. Your quarterback doesn't have a shoulder. And you're in a crappy division. For them. Not that division's crappy, but it's a crappy situation for the Colts. Because you have the Titans, who are up and coming... You have two tremendous defenses with Jacksonville and Houston. Or you can be the offensive coordinator slash coach in waiting because Josh McDaniels doesn't go back to the Patriots if he doesn't think that he's eventually going to be the head coach. Where you have the greatest quarterback of all time, you have a fantastic owner, you go to the Super Bowl every year, and you have great talent on that roster. So, I mean, who in their right mind chooses Colts over Patriots? I wouldn't. <laughs> Gotta look around a little bit. Yeah, can't. So, who faults Josh McDaniels for staying, other than Indianapolis Colts fans? It'd be their own fault. Which, you're welcome, Indianapolis, because if the Patriots didn't throw you a bone and trade Jacoby Brissett to you, you win zero games this year. Yeah. I wonder, so, oh yeah, I wonder, like, what's, what exactly is going to go on with Andrew Luck. Because, I mean, he... He had a lot of potential. He even had a few, a few eleven and five seasons. Like he's, he's a good quarterback. He just gotta, I don't know, stay healthy. Well, when your shoulder is shot, does he have? 
Is there like any joint left in your shoulder? I don't know what's going on. They said it was his. Give him a bionic arm. They said it was arm. mental. I thought it was bionic we'll at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Just metal. <laughs> All metal now. <laughs> He's definitely gonna start slinging. A little Derek day. Rose knee for a shoulder. Right. So, all right, who's back? Tabo. Let's start right, with you. Who's back? Obviously, we talked about it a little bit the Olympics. Oh. Uh, kind of snuck up on Officially us. Officially back. To be, to be honest with you. Officially back at 4 a.m. And, yeah. you know, I was asked earlier today at school, like, yo, are you pumped that the Olympics are back? And <laughs> I kind of I kind of gave a little, you guys can't see this, but I kind of gave a little, psh. I was kind of like, yeah. A little flick of the wrist. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know, I guess it's back. Yeah, Winter Olympics isn't really that tight. I mean, it, like, if you get the half pipe game in there, that's chill. Like, that's probably my favorite thing to watch is the half pipe. But other than that, it's I'd rather watch the Summer Olympics any day. Oh, I was, hands down. Who cares about the Winter Olympics? Yeah. But half pipe is tight. Who cares? The half pipe is tight. There's like the downhill skiing, the snowboard races. Downhill skiing where everyone tears and ACL. And the half pipe. The half pipe. pipe. Well, I was trying to think of stuff you hadn't mentioned. And that's it. What about curling? It's false. All right. What's that? <laughs> Thought I'd give a little jab. A little less, less chance. But, uh, Tell yeah. me you're going to be our official Olympic correspondent. Over the next <laughs> month, sucker! Look I, what you just did. Look what you just did to yourself. I yeah. vote no. All in favor? Aye. Sorry, buddy. Nay, nay. Two against one. Two against one. You out? Sorry. Peace out. Unless hey. you want to pin it off to one of your LDSBC guys. Oh yeah. I'll, Who I'll do it. we're well not collabing. We've added to the sports take team. Yeah, they're gonna help us listeners. out for a couple weeks. We got some guys who are gonna join. We have a YouTube account, apparently. Yep, we yeah. need a LinkedIn account, so we'll have to. We need a link. That. We're gonna have a LinkedIn. We're gonna have a YouTube account. We'll be everywhere. We'll add the YouTube We're to We're our bios. We'll add a page we to it on the website. Graphics. We're gonna get some merchandise we got dope here. Graphics. Yeah, you're. Uh, oh yeah. We got the new logo. Yeah. We're getting some Keep merchandise. We're, We're gonna get, get some merchandise here in the next month or so. All right. We're gonna get seriously. Go ahead. We're gonna be talking sports all across the globe. Oh yeah. So check it out, peep it, the movement, we're coming, All right. it's the come up. Hunter, who's back? Uh, basketball is back in a real big way, because football season is officially over, which means unless you're really into spring training for baseball, which no one is, you're, all the attention is towards basketball. Yep. Even with the Olympics, because no one cares. Yep. Um, and it's great because when football starts, you kind of get, like that first month of football, you're like, man, football is the greatest sport ever. Like, I forgot how much I love football. Yeah. But then you experience that with basketball for, like, six months, for the next six months, because as soon as James Harden drops 40 points or as soon as the Warriors make 23s and score 150 in a game, people are going to remember and realize that basketball is amazing and so much better than football. Sorry, Alex. Nope. Um, So basketball is back in a big way. We got All-Star Weekend coming up in a couple weeks. Did people realize that the Philadelphia Eagles had a parade today? Because I didn't. Because it was NBA trade day, yeah, trade I, deadline. I didn't even know they no one cares about the parade. Football ended a week ago, and people are already like over it. Dove headfirst into basketball season. It's amazing. I love it. The NBA is fantastic. Yeah, I'm trying here. Guys. Like that text I said. I, freak, yeah. I freaking love the NBA. <laughs> See, listen, I'm trying to dive in. All right, I'm trying to be a part of the crew. The basketball crew. Yes, I'm trying. Like I, our, I was, I was joined the convo today. I our was group there. text was popping for a hot yeah, sec. Yeah, I was and there. You, like said one thing and then that was that. Well, two things. There was two things. I, Hunter and I started the convo and then and then yeah. I said another thing and then that was it. But that, I'm that trying. Rodney Hood trade bombshell when the moment it happened in the group chat. Yeah. Me and Al, me, me and Ethan had a little bit of a Shams versus Woj thing going yeah. on. Where like uh, Talmadge would ask a question. You'd be like, oh, well, what are they getting in return? And then I'd text him, like, oh, they're getting a second-round pick. And then, like, ten seconds later, Ethan would text the same thing. I'm like, ah, Ethan, come on. Step yeah, up your game. Yeah, Beating you to there. the takes. Not getting there. Yep. All right. My who's back? Hoomst is back. is back in Miami. Oh, let's go. What? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, is there something cooking in the future? Can someone please credit me? Because I said when the season started that Dwayne Wade's going to go back to Miami and LeBron was going to join him. I don't think LeBron's going to go to Miami. We'll see. I think he's if gonna LeBron go, goes, I, I think dude, he's going to go to Houston. I want, want, want Melo to go, too. I think he's going to go to Houston, all right? He's going to go to Houston. If he knows what's good. But does he know what's good? He's going to Miami, dog. Watch. You You can mark this one. Someone better he's credit gonna me go with to some Houston. crap. 
How's how's Cleveland gonna like react if LeBron does go back to Miami? Just the same way. You think, they think, burn you think it's no, literally gonna be burn it, burn everything? And They'll probably just be quiet. Or just be super passive aggressive. They'll just be like, if he leaves, my yeah, 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 Cleveland yeah. won't be that mad. Like they'll be kind of like, oh crap. They'll be like, you know but what? But they're not gonna go we burn his jersey like they did before. I wouldn't be surprised if they do just because they're. Because they'll fans. be like, maybe he'll come. They're back. not they're Eagles another? fans. No, they're they're a little bit fans. better. They live I know. Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah, not well, Eagles okay, fans. Listen, they might burn a jersey, but they ain't gonna be eating horse crap off the streets. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Tom. What do you have to say for your Eagles fans? Because they really showed their true colors this week. Uh, you know, in every fan base, there's some people that just take it too far. Uh, with the Eagles, it was the entire city. Yeah, I don't remember once ever seeing a Seahawks fan eat horse crap off the road. Act like you've been there before. We Come can't. On. We haven't been there before. The Phillies, 2008. That's true. I mean, you burned down your own city. You looted your own stores. Yeah, people you broke were, people your own lampposts. You were getting wild. You were That's legitimately what, eating horse crap off of the ground. There's, there's an individual. Yeah, it's not me, so I don't, I don't care too much. You, you, as, as far as I'm concerned, I am, I am a healthy amount of fan, healthy amount of support as a Eagles. Where fan. did you watch the Super Bowl? Here? Uh, no, or at up, my uncle's house. Your, your uncle's house. Ooh. Yeah, I was with. Uh, Kind of like the outside of the inner nucleus crew. So I was like, I couldn't get super hyped because I didn't know. Because they're, they're like, I was like the only real like sports fan there. That's, they say that's Bob. the worst. <laughs> that's it's, it's like, I like, love you, you guys You need to people. watch big games like that. Like people who have like family parties for the Super Bowl sucks. Because you need to be sweet. with people who like actually know sports and like yeah. like sports for it to actually be like that fun. Yeah, you love them yeah. as people, but like not as Yeah, shout out to fans. the right fam. Uh... You guys are great. They are very good. hospitable. Very, very much so. Lovely, good. lovely people. Good people. Um, but when you can really throw down with your boys, that's when the Super Bowl is the best. Yeah. And Bob. Bob's part of that. When you watched that one national championship over at Ethan's house, that was good. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, that wasn't a good game. We watched The Bachelor halfway through because it was Alabama versus Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre <laughs> it was Dame like a 40-point blowout. Didn't show up. But yeah. That was bad. Lovely people, but the Super Bowl is best with the boys. Definitely. Super Bowl is for the boys. Super Bowl is for the boys. That is 100% true. All right. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we're going to recap that crap. Ooh, we're going to recap, recap that crap. crap. Mm. Tabo. So on my, on our little outline we have here, I said, Tabo, you recap the Eagles since you're an Eagles fan. Talk about it. What you thought. How it was. Your experience. Then I will talk about the Patriots. Uh, Alex, fill in as needed if you want to add things yes, or say please. things. Respond. Right. You're our NFL guy, but we're gonna let Tabo talk about his beloved Eagles. I will talk about what it was like as a Patriots fan to watch the Super Bowl, and we will go from there. Okay, Tabo, the floor is yours. Um, I want to start off by testifying that Tom Brady is the goat. So no matter what I say Thank after you. this, just remember that I still believe Tom. Fair testimony. Goat. Holy cow, that dude is so scary to play against. But recapping the the effort and performance by the Philadelphia Eagles was man, it was so many so many different adjectives you could use. It was exciting. It was nerve wracking. It was ten ten other things, but it was great to see that the Eagles were playing Philadelphia football like that they've been doing the whole year. They didn't show up nervous. They came out aggressive. Um, Doug Peterson was true to his word. He said, we're coming out, and we're coming out swinging. There is no way we we're going to wait and see what the Patriots have in store. And, like, a lot of analysts are saying that, you know, don't give out your whole bag of tricks in the first half because the Patriots are just going to uh, bring it all in at halftime, and Bill Belichick is the master of halftime adjustments, and then they're just going to smoke you and sting you in the second half. But Doug Peterson's like, bruh. I'm a, we're just going to keep doing our thing. So the Eagles, they had great drives. They had a good balance between running the football, uh, moving moving the ball, and also through the air. Nick Foles was playing confident football. Uh, the defense was not what it usually is. Tom Brady obviously picks apart any defense he goes against, but also the secondary was getting getting worked pretty nicely. 505 yards is... So is Hamlin's in play the greatest of all time. And, yeah, definitely. So the secondary kind of got me nervous there multiple 
multiple times. But when it really came down to it, both offense and defense made the plays that secured the win. Special teams was uh, could improve. Jake Elliott's got to hit that extra point. But Philadelphia came in as underdogs throughout the whole playoffs. They, you know, really was that next man up mentality when, you know, Jason Peters went down, Darren Sproles, uh, Jordan Hicks, Chris Maragos, and also Carson Wentz, that people just, like, filled in, and they just believed in each other, and they came together as a team, and they took on that underdog role and really just ran with it, and they got it done. I... I'm very proud, but I am also I am also surprised that they're able to complete that goal and become world champions. So that game was everything that I hoped for, and also everything I feared. Because Tom Brady getting the ball with two minutes left, I was like, yeah, was "Holy cow! This is this is scripted. This is exactly what the world knew what was going to happen." And so I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. There's no do- like there's no real domination. Uh, for either team the whole game. So it's very balanced back and forth. But I would say this is one of my favorite Super Bowls that I've ever watched. I think even as a... Well, I would hope so. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'd say even, even as just like a um, random... I guess just a random fan, I, I would say this is a very entertaining Super Bowl. And I think the right teams were in the Super Bowl this year. A lot of people were like, Vikings are a better team or... You know, Jacksonville shoulda, coulda, woulda pulled it out, whatever. Yeah, I, don't think, I think I think the right teams; those are the two best teams in the league, and they showed it by making it to the Super Bowl and also the way they performed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think you can argue that these weren't the two best teams in the NFL. Um, I was going to ask you when Tom Brady got the ball, two minutes left, down by five. Going into the game, you said your confidence level was at a five, um, but going with Tom Brady, when Tom Brady got the ball. Five minutes left, or two minutes left, down by five. What was your confidence scale then? Oh man, it was probably probably like a around a one, dancing around a one. Yes, yeah, when I watched that part right there, when I saw that, I, I, same thing Thomas said, like it was scripted. I literally got up and left the room. I was pissed. I was like, you know what? I was, I was, like, I was like, how they you do know this? What? I, like they got my hopes up. You know, y'all got my hopes up, and here we go. This <laughs> how it ends. Yeah, goodness gracious. So, yeah, I was just like, man, this is exactly what Tom Brady wanted, and this is exactly what he's going to get. So I was like, I was almost to the point where I was kind of like bummed. I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is completely rigged. But I'm like, maybe, maybe somewhere out there there's enough there's enough faith and hope that can fuel a miracle. And there was one with uh, Brandon Graham strip sack. But, yeah, that's how, I, that's, a, that's how I felt when I saw that. Even after that, though, like when Brady gets the ball down by eight with a minute left, like I still, like my confidence scale was at a seven that they were going to go down and score and get a two-point conversion and go to overtime. Yeah, I knew if like, it, that's a crazy I knew if it thing, went into like, overtime. You can never... That was, that was ball game. I knew if it went into overtime, it was going to be ball game. Like at that point, like you know, like when he gets the ball, like you can never count out. Uh, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Like I, I've always said, like unless they're down by three touchdowns with two minutes, like there's always a chance for Tom Brady and the Patriots to make a furious comeback. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what are your takes uh, in your perspective, Hunter? Well, first, hats off to the Philadelphia Eagles and Thank your you. fans. You guys needed a win. You deserved it. Now... I could point to a lot of different things in an attempt to make excuses. So I actually wrote this all down word for word. So I'm going to read it off. My statement, my official statement. Um, Yeah, I could point to a lot of different things in an attempt to make excuses for why the Patriots lost. I could point to the fact that Corey Clement's touchdown catch should have been ruled incomplete by rule. Um, I could argue that Brady was consistently being hit low and late with no call. I could point out the fact that the Patriots lost their best receiver, receiver to a dirty cheap shot from Jenkins. I could point to the fact that Gronk was being held off the line of scrimmage nearly every play, and I could point to the fact that the Zach Ertz fourth down conversion on the Eagles' final drive that led to their touchdown, which essentially won them the game, should have been called for a pass interference because of an illegal pick play, 
And finally, I could point to the fact that Nick Foles' touchdown catch should not have counted because of an illegal formation, but I won't do any of that. The very passive-aggressive hunter. Although I just did. Um, because what I saw from the Patriots' defense was pathetic, uninspired, sloppy, embarrassing football. Thomas Brady passed for 505 yards and three touchdowns, and the Patriots scored 33 points. Ooh. That type of performance should win you the Super Bowl 10 out of 10 times. But the fact that the New England defense, their sorry excuse for a defense, allowed 41 points and allowed backup quarterback Nick Foles to throw for 373 yards and three touchdowns is, quite frankly, embarrassing. The fact that the... New England defense allowed the Eagles to convert 10 of 16 third downs and allowed them to con- go two for two from fourth down. Now, again, the Nick Foles touchdown shouldn't have counted and nor should have the Zach Ertz fourth down conversion. But just the fact that the Patriots defense was consistently getting burned and Eric Rowe is the worst cornerback I've ever seen in my entire life. And That's not true. Name a worse. Name a worse one? Yeah. Well, they don't play anymore. I can only... They never were named. But right now, name a worse. Listen, he had some... He was terrible. There, there, it was, he it wasn't was the best. No, no, he was not the best. He was terrible. I mean, the touchdown that got scored he on. Was the Bulls put that in the only spot that, that was going to be... Awful. By Alshon. He Drake. was awful. He was not that good, but he's no, not... No, not just not good. Ever. He was terrible. But he's not the worst. Maybe saying the worst ever is... Uh, reach, but he was terrible. He was not He was awful. I would, yeah, I'll give you that. He really wasn't that good. The Patriots. Well, you would you rather have Butler in there? I, oh, absolutely. Right. Batamosi? Yeah. Well, why is Batamosi playing before Malcolm Butler? <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Um, Eric Grosh certainly should. Like, sure. Like, you could go with your gut feeling, Belichick, and feel that Malcolm Butler didn't give you the best chance to win. But as soon as you see that your defense is getting absolutely torched by Nick freaking Foles, you put in your best cornerback. Like, you play to win the game. And at that point, you need to just put in Malcolm Butler. Um, I'm a big in Belichick we trust guy. Rah, rah. Bill Belichick, greatest coach ever. Kind of crap. But he should give fans answers. Fans deserve answers as to why their best cornerback was not playing. And the Patriots have a sorry defense in the first place. I've said it all season long. Their defense is terrible. Their secondary is awful. But at some point, you just need a play who gives you the best chance to win, which Malcolm Butler gives you a better chance to win than Batamosi or Rowe. Even Chung wasn't good. The only guy, as much as I have been getting on him all season long, the only guy who did well on the Patriots' defense was Gilmore. For real, Who though. shut down Alshon Jeffrey for the final two and a half quarters. Um, but the entire defense needs to go. Keep Trey Flowers. Maybe keep Van Noy. Keep Gilmore. But when you bring in a new defensive coordinator this offseason, it needs to come with an entire new defense. Because their defense, they could not get pressure on the quarterback. Their linebackers cannot contain anyone. James Harrison's the only one who can set the edge. Then their secondary, it gets burnt worse than toast hmm. that's left in the oven for two hours. Yep. Like, they, their defense is awful. And not putting on Patricia. I like Patricia as a guy. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll do great in Detroit. I think he was just there for so long that once you're there for a while, your message kind of get, gets stale. Yeah. And you just kind of need a new face in there. Which, like, when you're the head coach, that's fine because you're consistently bringing in new coordinators, new assistants. All that stuff. But when you're an assistant coach and you're there for, what, like eight years? Like, that's a pretty long time. Yeah. So I think when you bring in a new coach, it needs to you need to bring in a new defense. I'm excited for the draft because I think every single pick needs to be defense. Go on the defensive side of the ball, except for one, which should go for a quarterback, which I'm interested in because whoever they draft, in, if, if they were to draft a quarterback in the draft this year, that quarterback's going to be the quarterback of the future. Do you think they're going to find a gem in late rounds? Another break. Here's a fun idea for you. You take Malcolm Mitchell. You take Chris Hogan. You take James White. You take Matthew Slater. 
you take just like some rando guy, like playmaker guys, you trade them to Cleveland for the number four pick. Now Cleveland gets a quarterback at number one. Let's say Darnold. They get Darnold number one. Now you don't have to draft playmakers because you have two wide receivers, a running back, and some playmakers or that you can put around him. New England gets the number four pick. They pick like Josh Allen or what Rosen what if they took Bay or Bay? Lamar Jackson. What would you do if they took Bay May? <laughs> I would have to like Baker Mayfield. Here's the I hate Baker Mayfield not because of his play, but because of the crap he does like on the his sidelines attitude. and all the his attitude. Yeah. Bill Belichick in New England fixes that attitude. Yeah, he would. Like he would shut that down so fast. Yeah. Like Johnny Manziel goes to the Patriots, he doesn't end up being oh, yeah. Johnny Manziel. If you go to Cleveland, that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Baker Mayfield goes to New England, Belichick will humble you real quick. And when you're playing behind Tom Brady, you realize, wait, I'm actually not that hot of stuff. Yeah, you're in Cleveland. So, like donut um, but like again, I'd rather have Rosen. Rosen would be ideal. Rosen, You put Rosen behind Brady for three years, you come out with a better version of Aaron Rodgers, learning from Brett Favre. I don't know about that. But Look, a Division two quarterback from Eastern Illinois just sat behind Brady for three years, and now he's the highest paid player in NFL history. Different people. All I'm saying is, listen... All I'm saying is that when you sit behind Brady for three years and you get a Belichick as a coach. I, I agree with you. That's going to be scary. But it's not, I don't think he'd be better than Aaron Rodgers. Well, we'll see. Well, I guess we will. I mean, Garoppolo has the potential to be better than Aaron Rodgers. Well, he, he's point. playing. If he keeps playing like this, he's going to be better than Brady. That's all I got to say. Yeah, fun fact. He's never lost a game. Brady's lost quite a few. <laughs> uh, Tabo, Eagles dynasty, or was this kind of like a one-year dest- of destiny? Um, I mean, it takes a couple of years for like a dynasty to set in, but I definitely think that this team is built for for the future. They have, I don't know, out of like the five major injuries, I think three of them are all pro, all pro players, and so they those are going to be key guys with uh, Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, and Carson Wentz. I don't really know what's going to happen with Darren Sproles. He's getting pretty old. But I definitely think that success should should be of the norm looking forward for the next few years. I agree with the success is the norm. Um, I would count on Philadelphia being a consistent 10 to 12 win team over the next three or four years. I would not expect them to be a consistent Super Bowl team over the next three or four years. And here's why. You have an old defense. You have a really old offensive line. Like really old. Um, you have Torrey Smith, who's like he can get the job done. He but he's also aging. Um, you're in the NFC, where you are playing. A lot of things had to go right this year for the Eagles to get this far. You had to have an Aaron Rodgers injury to not have to play Green Bay. Ezekiel Elliott missed six games. Um. Seattle defense totally imploded. Like a lot of weird things happened. The um, Vikings suddenly were good with Case Keenum at quarterback. Like the NFC was a really weird division this year. And I think the Eagles, to their credit, did a fantastic job of taking advantage of that. And obviously now they're Super Bowl champions. Um, But it's just going to get harder from here on out to win in the NFC. Because you got a lot of guys coming back. And a lot of teams that are suddenly getting really good, like the Rams and the Niners and the Vikings. Like these are teams that aren't gonna go away. And then next year you just have Aaron Rodgers coming back, you have Ezekiel Elliott coming back. I'm banking on Matt Ryan having a better year than he had this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the NFC plays out in the next couple of years. But that's fair. I mean, you got it very... this year. You got your Super Bowl. Congratulations. I will pay up my bet after this. We'll go get some Betos. Um, Sounds good. I'm happy for you, not because the Eagles won, but because there's a, still a city in which the Eagles can play. <laughs> I didn't know if that was going to happen or not. Um, you, there's still Philadelphia, still standing, some of it. Um, not the St. Regis awning. That came crumbling down real quick. But yeah. It's great. 
as a Patriots fan, because I can honestly say, well, we'll get it next year. You know, I like, like I, you. I can't imagine the pain like you that like the Atlanta Falcons felt last year, where you're like, we're never gonna have this opportunity again. Um, fun side story, and then we'll take a break before getting on to our next segments. We're leaving the Super Bowl watch party in Boston. Um, obviously, Patriots lost. Really sad. Me and my dad are walking back to our hotel room. It's pouring rain, which was fitting of course. for how we were feeling inside. And it, we're just kind of walking in silence, and it's raining, and it's dark, and it's cold because it's February in Boston. And my dad just goes, <laughs> my dad looks at me, and he goes, so this is what losing feels like, huh? And he's like, now I get why everyone hates it so much <laughs> and why people hate Patriot fans because we don't have to experience that very often. So I know your pain. Uh, we're fans of every other team other than New England because losing sucks. How do you think I felt? How do you think I felt? Oh, yeah, and that you still yeah. haven't gotten over it. No, that pain lingers. In the 2015. The way that happened, that pain's going to linger until we meet the Patriots again and beat them in the Super Bowl. It's the only time, that's the only wow. way. That's, but that's the thing. That's it like, has to be Brady, though. I like, it can't be, like, 20 it, years hey, bro, from now. He's old. I'm going to say at this point, I don't even care. The only way I, me personally, will get over it. But like, if you were to play 20 years from now when the Seahawks win, it's not going to be as great as if you played, like, this next year. No, but I prefer next this next year. Yes. Well, yeah, of course. But at the same time, that. at the same time, bro, I'm just telling you that. Just that think about how Atlanta feels. Go away. Well, well, it's going to go away from me when well, we actually, win next year. I hate you. <laughs> well, think about it, like, that's exactly I, how the... Bold prediction right here. Patriots don't go to playoffs next year. Huh? Don't go to the they playoffs. Don't go to the playoffs next year. Huh? This next year, huh? Huh? What, what week does You're Tom Brady stupid. die? Stupid. Well, for them not to make the playoffs, Brady's probably have to die in like week one or week two. So, <laughs> you got Edelman coming back. You have Mitchell coming back. Hey, Amen. Just gonna, just gonna you got McDaniel's coming back. Way too early back. prediction, right there. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on what you, That's what you funny. guys were talking about. How like, you know, it'll take. Um, like only to patch up that wound, will you have to play the same team in the Super Bowl? Whereas like the same thing with the Eagles and Patriots thirteen years ago, yeah. and they're like, mm-hmm. you the only way we can go back and get it is by against the same team. And so you maybe you won't have to wait thirty years, but it's not going to be next year. It might be thirty. Well, eleven from now. Ten. Either way, hey, it went like that. It didn't really, but it, it, it get. Well, no. no, we lost like that. That quick, we lost. So yeah, Malcolm Butler, stupid, the guy who won the Super Bowl See, why, may why, have hey, lost hey, the Super hey, Bowl. Hey, why couldn't they have him sit the whole game that time? Huh? Huh? <laughs> what happened? Huh? Belichick, what were you doing? Belichick was, was hoping cooking. that Badamosi would pull a Malcolm Butler. Freaking! Where he doesn't play all season, then suddenly Barry, boom. Macy's so mad. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then come back with some segments. All right, moving on to our next segment. Ooh. We're gonna do top threes, Ooh. and this will be uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl performances. Hey. We're going to snake draft. We're going to start off with Whistler. You ready to go? All right. Ooh, number one pick. So, oh. my, you know, I'm not a Patriots fan by any means. But from what I've witnessed. You're not? You're funny. So, by any means, I have not. But what I've witnessed, you know, in recent Super Bowls, the number one, in my opinion, overall, his last year's Super Bowl performance by the whole team of the Patriots. Oh. That, just that squad. Yeesh. 28 to 3 comeback. With the with the dub. Like the overtime dub. Oh, like I just I just How I don't know. Like I, I I watched that game and I was so happy because I wanted to see Tom Brady lose, you know? No. But that's just how it felt, okay? <laughs> but then after the game, I just sat there and thought, I just witnessed the greatest football game ever. You know, it just was insane. Just got to sit back and admire it. Exactly. exactly. And I had yeah, to. I was appreciate just like, greatness. Wow. You know, man. Woo. <laughs> that was crazy. That's my number one right there. That's my number one. All right. My number one pick, going off of kind of what you said, is Tom Brady last year. Like, just Tom Brady. Because you sure. took the whole team. Yeah. I'll go just Tom Brady. Uh, completed 43 passes for 466 yards. And, of course, like you said, led one of the greatest comebacks in not only football history, but, like, a sports history. Yeah, yeah, hands down. So, number one pick, Tom Brady, 2017 Super Bowl. 
There you go. Tabo. All right, I'm going to go. You get, you get two picks. Two picks right now here. Okay. Um, my first one, I'm going to go with Super Bowl 48 Seahawks defense. Ah, oh, fetch you. That was on my list. See, that was my. That's gonna be on my next. <laughs> that was gonna be my next. Well, one. what was the final score? Was it 43 40, 40, 40, 43 to eight. Yep. Yeah, holy cow! Ooh. That is. Had a obviously the outcome was six. nothing that I I wanted it to be, but they scored they, nine defensive points with a safety and a pick six, forced four turnovers, and two of those were picks. Forced four fumbles, only recovered two of them. Jeez, but the mere least, fact yeah. that they forced four fumbles. They were definitely on one that year. I mean, they were that on one was my last couple moment. years. This <laughs> right past there. year, they were really on one. They had some injuries to their... Yeah, they were real game. bad this year. The yeah. boom got a little doomed. The boom felt some gloom. All, All right, right, your other pick. My next one, um, yeah, I'll probably go with um, the Patriots offense last year. Oh, you can't repeat picks. Well... So you said just Tom Brady. He said the team. I said you Tom said the whole Brady. Team. Sorry. Okay, I'll go with. You can do their coaching staff. <laughs> no, I'll go with uh, this year's Zach Ertz. His performance, that dude. Was As your number two greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Yeah. To him it is. Whoa, to man. him it is. To him it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna keep. Boy. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep him more current. I mean, I went back a couple years for my other one. I'll right. go with yeah. I'll go with Zach Ertz. Um, the last five minutes of the game, or I guess that, um, yeah, towards towards the end of the game, he came up with a huge play on fourth. Uh, After that pick, the pick play. Yeah, Hunter. The yeah, the pick play. His okay. uh, fourth down and also Tavo, the illegal pick play. Also, he had the the final touchdown with the catch. That was a took catch. A, yeah. Took that. a few steps. Dove, he was in. Yeah. Is uh, the right call. He's not disputing that. So I'll go with uh, great performance by Zach Ertz being in his first ever Super Bowl and balling out. All right. My number two, Steve Young. I forgot to look up what year it was. Uh, Super Bowl record six touchdown passes against the San Diego Chargers. Wow. Yeah. They scored like 55 points or something like that, too. That's insane. Crazy. That's way good. All right. Back-to-back picks right here, Alex. All right, well, my number two, I'm going to throw it back a little bit to when the Pittsburgh Steelers won their Super Bowl just a little bit here ago against the Cardinals. Oh, was that, 2010? Was that nine? Mm, it was older than 2010. No, it's around the, It's around there. It's It's got to be, like, maybe 2009? Uh, 07 was Patriots-Giants. It might have been that next. Sometime between, like, 08 and... I'm trying to think of the Madden cover. That's it was absolutely not... Yeah, I think it's Madden 10. Madden so. 10, so it was the 2009 yeah, so season. Yeah, 2009 season. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so 2009. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to go strictly uh, San Antonio Holmes, right? He's the one who scored the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, the game-winning touchdown, yeah. that toe tap. That wow. was a nice catch. Toe drag swag. Over Aaron it wasn't Fence. even a toe drag. Fun fact, toe over. Drag. That was like, well, I don't know what, how he did it. Ike Taylor you see it. him running down yeah. the back of the end zone into the corner, and... He's going so fast, and then just he somehow brought his body to stop and keep those toes on the ground and somehow make that. I, I was I was cheering for the Cardinals, no doubt. I remember I was watching this at Tabo's house when we were whatever hour old we were, but I was just pissed and 13. in awe at the same time. So there you go. You watched the Super Bowl at my house? I remember that. I remember I, uh, I, I watched the 49ers Super Bowl at your house. See, I took. I remember Ravens I took a Niners. white T-shirt, took a white T-shirt and drew the number eleven and Fitzgerald on the back of it because I didn't have. You a had a Larry Fitzgerald jersey. I did not. You have one now. I do not. You have a black one. Yeah. What? What, what are you Your about? grandma bought you yeah. a black one, dog. Get out of here! You had a blackout jersey. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a T-shirt. It wasn't a jersey. It was a jersey. It was a jersey, but it was okay. Dude, I don't know where that is. I mean, it was <laughs> absolutely hands down. When was this? Around the same time, like 2010. That makes sense. Whatever. I when I was younger, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was gonna say late. I, had, I think I had a jersey from every team when I was like in fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Who's, your, who's your Patriots? Tom could bang me up on this every day. I would come to school in sweats and a different jersey every single day. That's nice. That's all I did. There you go. So that's my number two right there. Hold jersey on. Tuesdays. Jersey every day for me, bro. We're doing Jersey Tuesdays nowadays. Tight. Jersey so. Thursdays. Tight. All right. Thursdays. My Wednesdays. number. My number three. Yeah. This one, this one was a little. My, my number three was gonna be 
talk about deep, like my taking the Hawks defense. Oh. Um. So now, with that being said, hmm, Eli Manning. Uh, you know, John what? Elway, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. I'm gonna go with this one just because of the moment and how I, how just because I really enjoyed it. Um, Peyton Manning getting the dub over. That was more about Von Miller over the Ravens. Yeah, no, Von Miller over the Ravens. Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. My Woof. Yeah, Panthers getting that dub. I, I just, I was happy because he went on. He did really well. Like Peyton Manning, he's all right. Hey. He's all right. Had a great game, and Von Miller stepped up. Like Von Miller was, you know, lights yeah. out. Yeah, Von Miller was the MVP of that yeah, game. He was. So I'm just gonna give that one just because that was a great moment for me. I just was very happy for Peyton Manning to get the, the ring as he left. So. All right, my last pick: Bruno Mars in 2014. One of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows. Better than Lady Gaga's. With that was that was Lady Gaga's was terrible. She came out of the roof. Okay. Cool. You ever see Bruno Mars? Come she out did of the not roof? come out of the roof. That was filmed yeah, prior. But it was it was exciting for those who were watching, I guess. Um, no, Bruno Mars, best halftime show. Justin Timberlake, side nut, sucked. Um, but he also had the Red Hot Chili Peppers come out with him with Bruno Mars. Normally, I'm not a Bruno Mars guy, but that was a real good halftime show. He crushed it. No, so he, he, he makes really my top it. three Super Bowl performances. Just really, just kind of just a quick spin off. I watched this video just because. Um, Speaking of halftime performances, um, someone was filming it during the uh, halftime show of this past Super Bowl, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. You know, when you're watching it on TV, they make it seem like the whole stadium is just into it and bumping, yeah. right? So this person was filming it. It's on the other end of the stadium filming. It's, everyone's just sitting down. No one's Not moving. doing anything. It's just, and you can barely hear Justin Timberlake. Really? I was dying. I, I they cra- do way too much to like try to make it this big extravagant yeah. concert, oh, yeah. which is dumb. Yeah, so it was crazy. But yeah, Tabo, your final pick. My final pick is going to be Old Saint Nick, Nick Foles. Um, yeah, you're a prisoner of the moment here. Yeah, dang. To say Nick Foles, he bounced the, around. Nick Foles didn't even have the greatest performance in the game between the two quarterbacks. Yeah, but it's Super Bowl MVP for a reason. Present moment. Situation and Okay, hey. I'll give it to you for in your opinion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I, I mean, does I not will, crack the top. Well, yeah, I will admit. Like, I could have just straight up gone for my top. Like, all three of them could have been. Could I could have gone Seahawks defense. Russell Wilson. Seahawks offense. And then Seahawks special teams. I could have just done that if I wanted to. Because in they that did Super return Bowl, touchdown. in that Super Bowl, Percy Harvin took back that opening second half kick back. Defense right. scored nine points. Defense scored nine points, and Russell Wilson went off. So I don't <laughs> like I could have, but I didn't. Well, let's hear you out. I I was gonna say I, I will admit when we were out in the front, and we were asking you for a clarification for Super Bowl performances, that uh, when you were like, oh, like individual players, I thought you meant from this year's. That, that's all I heard. I mean, I bet. Oh, you, so you thought we were talking about from this year's Super Bowl? Yeah, from this game, everyone's performances. Now we so go on all time. I had to pull out that Super Bowl Forty Eight real nice, but yeah, I'll go with Nick Foles. You know, obviously, big Eagles fan, just living in the moment. I'll uh, I'll give it to him. Uh, three touchdowns, three hundred and seventy three yards, and he even he even caught a touchdown. Um, not too long after the Patriots tried to run a trick play, and Tom Brady failed <laughs> Brady to dropped it. <laughs> Tom Brady failed yeah, to catch whatever. it. He's not wide out, though. I give it to him. I mean, he's yeah. Yeah, neither is Nick Foles. Don't put your forty-year-old quarterback out in the open field Seriously, trying to make a catch. Imagine this. Imagine That's this. If he comes rolling up to him, if he didn't make it out of bounds in time, yeah. he probably would have like some weird flop on the ground just to get out of the way. So, yeah, uh, great performance, Again, Brady and Nick. That Nick Foles touchdown catch shouldn't have counted. And that's not me being salty. Like that is a confirmed. That was illegal for me. I know, but also if you so, if you look if you look at the illegal? if you look at the footage, Alshon Jeffrey on the line of scrimmage and the right tackle was uncovered. Nick Foles was supposed to have gone up all the way to the line of scrimmage, like as mm, a tight end. That makes sense. But he was in the backfield, so they only had six men in the line of scrimmage, no one covering up the right tackle, which is illegal formation, and which is crazy that the refs missed that, considering that is that ref's one job, is to watch that. It's alright. It's okay. What's done is done. So yeah, I'm just pointing it out for people back home. 
so they know. So people can so people like Chris Collinsworth can stop glorifying it as the greatest play in football history. Which he, they showed Which is the weird because Chris times. Collinsworth was hated on the Eagles the whole game. Well, because he's an idiot. We're actually going to talk about that. That's a great segue to our overreactions. All right, let's do it. We're going to go through these quick, though. We can't dwell on it once right. for very long. Um, overreaction or not overreaction, Nick Foles should be the new starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's an overreaction. 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 Yeah. He had one good game. Well, he had, he had a one good play. Run. He had one good playoff run. You know yeah, who else had a good you. playoff run? Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, Eli Manning twice. And Brad Johnson. But they're all elite, though, so what's your point? Trent, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was going to say, because you were about to get toasted so fast. <laughs> uh, Nick Foles will have a great career as quarterback of the Denver Broncos next. So I not, just want to. Hey, I want to even on here. Huh? Uh, that'd be kind of. Blake the Snake, dude. No. <laughs> Blake on. the Great. Come on. If. Think of it this That's way. all they need. They just need just a solid quarterback. Yeah, and they also but they also need, need consistency. They need some different, some better wideouts. Sanders isn't bad. Come on, like think of it. Think of it. Like, if you, if Hurst, you really need dude? to be that type of that type of Marquise team Lee, these days, dude. Think about the Patriots. How many? Oh, are you talking about Jacksonville or Denver? Jacksonville. Oh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is, like they need. They've got, they got okay wideouts. Marquise no, Lee, Allen Hurts. He was hurt. Come on, dude. Bruh, if you mentioning Allen Hurts as good wide receivers, go. Hurts. See, get up and then like, Mercedes Lewis. Here and being the Super Bowl, if you're gonna beat the Patriots out every freaking year, do they have good receivers <laughs> in, the in the draft. Championship, you need to have good ones. Uh, I don't know who's in the draft. This Calvin year. Ridley. Besides that, I don't know. Yeah, which we're actually gonna do. When is the draft? April. April. Like the third week. Sixth. So sometime in because it starts about... on Thursday, so it's the 26th, 27th, and 28th. Okay, never mind. In like two months, we're going to do a special NFL draft episode. I'm going to have I would so hope much. So. Um, next fun. one Cleveland Cavaliers will not make the NBA Finals. Not an overreaction. That's not an overreaction. A clean sweep, not. Is it different now after the trade deadline? Not necessarily. Um, I think it just shows well, it that they're more. Their entire team is different now. Yeah, their entire team is different, but you don't know. Like, that's, that's kind yeah. of like. Peep the NBA. Talking trash with Talmadge episode. We're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline, trade deadline and our reactions. So there's a little plug for that. Check it out. Um, it'll probably be out before this one actually. Uh, next one: Patriots dynasty is over. Alex just said they weren't going to make playoffs. So well, no, that, I, I, come on, guys. If we're going to be real here, listen, I'm not. I'm not going to say that's an <coughs> overreaction. It's hands down an overreaction. Not necessarily. When whenever Belichick and Brady split, it it'll be over. Once they're not splitting. Even yeah. then, as long as Brady's playing, like Belichick could retire. They're on the back nine, and I'll still of, feel good. I, I mean, they're on the back nine of their. Dynasty, <laughs> they might only have eight more years. Yeah, I mean, they're on the back. They're on their backside now. So I mean, you know, <laughs> but so that's how I'm gonna leave it. You're missing your two best receivers. Still threw for 500 yards. Well, yeah, that's pretty could bad. you imagine if Edelman and Cooks both had been healthy for that game? By gosh. Things get tougher if Gronk retires, which there's been weird ESPN reports about that. Yeah. Which I, He had a weird interview. That's though. not going to happen. That was just weird. Well, what I, NFL player doesn't like think, contemplate, that contemplate their future when their season's over? Well, he started off by saying, like, I don't know how you heard about that. So Yeah. And he's like, but of course I'm going to like think about it. And like way more. Obviously, he just wasn't like his normal self. Obviously, well, he's, well, he's yeah, getting over yeah, the Super Bowl was, loss. But... happens like that. I mean, think about Earl Thomas last year when he broke his leg. He thought it, he, was and he tweeted out in that locker room just saying, "I a lot of things are run through my mind, especially retirement." Yeah, you know people say that because that he he'll just be back. Broke his leg. Gronk is nothing without football. Yeah, I, that, I agree. Uh, next one: Houston Rockets are the best team in the NBA. I'm gonna go not an overreaction. That's how I feel right yeah. now. They are the best team in the NBA. Yeah, Warriors I, I have been struggling. Cavaliers are a train wreck. Toronto's all right, Boston's all right, but Houston Rockets are the best team. Not saying that they're going to win the championship because they won't, but at this point in time, they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Final one. Told you we were going to talk about this. Uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are the worst game duo in sports. I think that's an overreaction. So. Everyone has their moments. And their... Yeah, I agree with that. And see, they this... have been bad 
for a long time. No, they haven't. They, have you watched the end, the Sunday night games this year? Dude, I'm telling you. Throughout the Super Bowl. Oh, what? They're one of my favorites. Favorites? Yeah. Do you know who I can't stand? Romo? No, Romo I can deal uh, with. Yeah. I'm talking about the guys that cover over Madden, and then they, they cover like some of them. I think they're on CBS. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Who's the dude? Those guys I can't handle. Who's the dude? Fout, Dan Fouts? Is he the, he's the old Chargers quarterback. Okay. Who yeah. now does games for CBS. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, I, the only reason but I the just... whole Super Bowl, Al Michaels kept referring to the Los Angeles Angels as the California Angels. Yeah. Which, no, like, if you're, yeah. if you're covering yeah, sports, how do you not... Like yeah. is he still living in the eighties? Yeah, you know that was that was a little weird. The reason I was Chris Collinsworth was drooling over the Nick Foles touchdown catch, calling yeah. it the greatest play he's ever seen. Yeah, and showed the replay about a billion times and still couldn't notice that it was illegal formation. Yeah, see, I I get what you're going. They I just get, like I get why it was such a, like an upsetting. Like I get it. Well, not right? even that. They just like take these weird things and, and they just like yeah. fantasize over yeah, them for the rest of the I game. I agree with that. I'm just saying for the first like, the half. I, I love them though. The reason I love them is because when I think about you know being growing up and just sitting at like late like night games. But now that go- can change. That can change after one year. I get that, but I'm just saying. Like, like that, you had that thing with Madden too. But I'm just saying, like those guys. I just those are the guys I remember. Those voices. Like that's why I just love listening to football. But this, yes, I'm gonna admit, like, dude, they Super were bad. Bowl. They, they really bad. dropped the ball, so I get it. But I'm just saying, I feel, I still think to sit there and say they're the worst duo ever. Like that's an overreaction. Agreed. Well, agreed they were bad. Not agree agreed. That, it was you, yeah, you agree that it was bad. I don't know. I'd have to look at the official list. Right, come on, you <laughs> but can't sit there and say that's like the worst. They were bad. They were bad. Yeah, no, it's on. the same thing with Eric Rowe. Like I'd have to look at a list to say they're. Absolutely, like literally the worst. But from what I saw, they were terrible. Yeah. Darn, just like that, we are out of time. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Hopefully you guys um, liked our opinions, liked our takes. Uh, if you don't agree with it, that's that's too bad. Good thing everyone's entitled to their, own, for you. To their own, own opinion. Until next time. We're blasting off. Peace. Go give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and follow our brand new YouTube channel, Sports Take. Yeah, stay updated. 901 Shelby Drive, look alive, look alive. Came up on this side, now they on the other side. Oh, well, them dog, we gon' see how hard they ride. I get racks to go outside, and I spit it with the guys. We up on the other side, that didn't like we tied. I've been gone since late July. Like I die, they won't be expecting when Capo go to slide. Cause I told them that we put that behind us, but I lied. Hey, hey, look who I'm around, man. If I fed up, I'ma be downtown, man. Full flow down, man. That's if I get caught, man. Push me to the edge, so it really ain't my mother fault, man. I'm not to blame, man. This industry is cut, though. I'm not the same, man. And I could let you check the tag now. I'm rocking name brand. I'm only chasing after bags now. I got a game plan. And I'm out here with the whoop. 703 I5s. Look alive, look alive. Came up on this side. Now they on the other side. Oh, well, them dog. We gon' see how hard they ride. I get racks to go outside. And I spit it with the guys. We up on the other side. That didn't like we tied. I've been gone since late July. That didn't like I died. They won't be expecting when Capo go to slide. Cause I told them that we put that behind us, but I just come through. You and you. I'ma get the money. Trick, 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 get the loot. Pull, pull, pull up with that Draco. Play with Drake and I'ma sue. My weapon be an instrument. I blow you like a flu. Play so you feel it. Pull up broad day with the canine shivering. Drop like a littering. We at the door like we the delivering. He not a pig. He middleman. Sitting in the nosebleed. Now I'm on the floor talking to the athlete. Mine, I'm so close to the guy that I can steal the stash sheets. 901 Shelby Drive, look alive, look alive. Came up on this side, now they on the 